ask questions. Is that the ask, only ask answers? <laughs> Cole, it was the first thing you said. The first thing you said was already the worst. I guess we can only go up from here. I didn't That's hear what he said. Ask not worry. questions, but only ask answers. <laughs> this goes back to the shit before we started recording. What is it? Like five just, seconds ago? No, it was like, we're looking at. <laughs> we just have two views on two sides of the same <laughs> two coin. Two views on two sides of the same coin. Yeah, yeah. we were talking about, uh, well, later this episode, we, the people you don't know who we are yet, are going to be talking about Fooly Cooly. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, we're getting, okay, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We need We're getting ahead of ourselves. We have some public interests that we have to talk about, mostly yes. Issa's public interest. Which is actually first. Spoiler who are we? Yeah, don't spoil it. <laughs> first, I'm Cole. I'm the spoiling producer. Boosh, nailed it. <laughs> I'm Issa and I'm crying. Who's <laughs> <laughs> this lovely gentleman? We have a special guest. I'm Max. And I've got on some crazy eye makeup. <laughs> it's true. I was wondering where you were going to go. I thought you were going to say underwear. <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> Who's to say I have any underwear on at all? Ooh. And that's the mystery. If you follow the clues of the ARG this episode, you'll find the answer. <laughs> yeah. 27. There's a hidden <laughs> QR code. <laughs> <laughs> Look for the <laughs> Where is it? It's in Bones ribs. It's gonna pop up for one frame. Okay. It Tyler, put in a QR episode. code in Bones ribs. Be a QR code. If you, if you find it, you'll find out whether or not Max Crumpke is wearing underwear. <laughs> Just follow the code. It'll get you what you need. Mm-hmm. One frame though. So we suggest sharing this episode with as many friends as possible. All of them, really. Time. All of them. Yeah. Hi, I'm Miles, and I'm full of shit. And sitting behind me is. Oh, hey. Hi. Uh, I'm Austin. I'm your internet fact checker. Yep. Okay. yep. <laughs> and maybe the QR code popped up then. I don't know. <laughs> Could have been. Could have been. Keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm crying. <laughs> I can We've already broken yeah. Issa. That's got to be a record. It's got to be a record. <laughs> All right. Well, Issa, you need to pull yeah. your shit yeah. together because you're together, the only girl. one with a news story Yeah, today. you had to talk about this. What is it? <laughs> I had to talk. Valkyria, Valkyria Chronicles 4 is now out on the Switch for North America. Good job, Valkyria. I've got it. Uh, what is that? So Valkyria Chronicles is a very unique Japanese um, game, which is, correct me if I'm wrong, because I know you guys have played the first one, it is a combination of first-person shooter tactics and um, turn-based, strategy. turn-based strategy. That sounds yes. rad. It's rad. I played cool. the first game when it first came out as a demo on PS3, and it was like one of my, I mean, one, it looks really anime, and they did this <laughs> thing where make, they made the textures and the it's colors very like watercolor. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, they, they brought that back for four, yeah. which has been out in Japan for a while, but now they have a North American release mm. for the Switch. On the Switch. Yes, which is the... Which is the one that you play in your bed. <laughs> also, is it still vaguely World War II? Yeah, 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 yeah. Still yeah. It was like, oh, okay, war, I guess. Uh-huh. I've definitely heard of. <laughs> yeah. it. Don't know much. And, I'm not. In- <laughs> Default. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I'm not interested in Valkyria Chronicles. Not set during war. That kind of the tanks are kind of useless. Yeah, then. yeah. They're I mean, like you're she's not. opening a shop. Yeah. <laughs> Out of the back they of her Humvee. Of, I'm just gonna say they kind of did that for two. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that. About it. I, I don't know. Actually, it was on the PSP. And Ow. I didn't. I did not finish. <laughs> no one it. had one of those. <laughs> People that have a PS Vita are still lamenting that purchase. No, I had a PSP. Mine's in my bag right now. I, th- I think that's. What are you joke. playing? I had a PSP. I'm uh, playing uh, Trials of Cold Steel. 
Okay. I had well, a PSP too. I had a good PSP in it, and I, I played um, some good games on it. I played Birth by Sleep. <gasps> Birth by Sleep! Oh my god. Nice. Don't get us started on that. <laughs> I'm, I can't. Uh, no. We, not, we already have. No, we're not going to get started on that. We're not going to get started on that. 30 hour episode of service where we're just going to explain what happens in Kingdom Hearts. No. Don't worry. We will spare you from that. We'll have a 30 hour episode talking about Fully Cool. Can I say? I'd watch the fucking show. <laughs> but, but that's trying to it. explain. Yeah, as we're saying, we're going to talk about Fully Cooly today. And before and it's be very spoiler heavy. Yes, very spoiler heavy. But you should watch Fully Cooly. Anyways, it's uh, on Adult Swim. Yeah. Dot com. It's free on adultswim.com, except yep. for the newest season, which we're still going to talk about. So uh, yeah. you can find a way to watch it if you have any kind of cable provider. So I've been <laughs> incredibly excited for this episode because yes. Fully Cooly was one of the shows that got me into anime. Mm -hmm. oh. The first show I saw that really got me into it was Cowboy Bebop, and my good friend Billy, who was like my anime Sherpa, uh, he decided to follow that up with Fully Cooly. <laughs> uh, but, but it went really, really but well. That, I mean, <laughs> I, yeah. that wasn't Billy's unique like experience. That was Toonami was like, hey, here's uh, Gundam Wing. <laughs> Uh, yep. and Fully Cooly. So here's yep. the thing. This is the so, anime. So yeah, I, I, I had seen Fully Cooly as a, as a teen, um, and I thought it was like, I was absolutely like, just captivated by it, and I didn't know why, I just thought it was incredible, and I loved the ever-loving shit out of it. Mm -hmm. And then, I got to college, I was reintroduced to anime, outside of Toonami, and then my buddy was like, have you heard of Fully Cooly? And he like, showed me the cover art, and I was like, <gasps> it's the girl with the pink hair and the moped, and got super fucking excited, watched it again, um, when I was like, yeah, like 18 or 19, and was, I had this newfound appreciation for it. It's um, weird, because like, a similar experience, I watched it as like a little baby anime fan, like 13, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of like, Raging bits happening here watching it that young. Like, <laughs> no, raging bits like, wait, like you're like, ooh, this is hot. Like, <laughs> oh, that kind okay. of yeah. Yeah, 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 Okay, yeah, yeah. I can't be. I was on the same page. Yeah, I can't yeah. be the Sometimes only you one. see yeah. something kind of sexy, you get some raging bits. And you well, just don't also, know how to handle it when you're 13. Like, you're watching this on Cartoon Network. You're used to watching like nothing. It was the first show that I remember being like, did, did I just see up that girl's skirt? Yeah. What the? That's weird. Do I, have to, do I have to sit differently in my That's, chair now? Okay. <laughs> well, see, I had I was very privileged, and when I got older, had like a little TV in my room, so I just saw it in my bedroom and was like, okay, well, this is interesting and make me feel some weird stuff. Yeah. Um, and, like spread open. Yeah. Bed. Wow. <laughs> but What's going on? While y'all were so focused on the upskirt shots and the boobies, as a thirteen-year-old, I yes. was I was focused on the lore. <laughs> and the, <laughs> Alright, too many feelings about so, it. So, so, real quick before we get into this, Fully Coley, it, the original series was six episodes long. Um, it is super high level here, essentially a giant metaphor for uh, going into adolescence and, and maturing and the incredibly confusing and awkward times of... Um, Becoming a man, or whatever the fuck you want. Thirteen year old. Yeah, boy being being thirteen, primarily being a thirteen year old boy. Twelve. Yeah. Twelve. Sorry, thank you. Twelve year old boy. Um, coming into your teens. Coming into your teens, um, and one of the reasons why we have our very good friend Max Krumpke on the show today is because he has things to say about fully cooling. Got yes. a lot of feelings, mm -hmm. especially about, and what we're going to focus on here first is the new stuff, which is, seems to be pretty polarizing. Yeah, we're gonna start by talking about Fully Cooly Progressive, followed by Alternative. Um, I, we know that Alternative isn't fully out yet. Um, we wanna talk about that, 
because we know that we're just going to fucking gush about Fully Cooley. And I, I think it'd be really interesting to talk about like yeah. what the show kind of meant to us when we were younger and watched it and like what we've learned about it now. And we'll get there. Max, do the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> Explain okay, let's talk, let's talk about well, Fully Cooley Progressive. Let's just start off by the title. Because yes. as we were talking about before, it seems more like the second FL, like Fully Cooley Two, is more darker and seems like it would be alternative, whereas the third season is called alternative and the second season is called progressive, but it's mirroring the musicals, the rock genres, mm-hmm. because Fully Cooley One is Fully Cooley Classic, so progressive is basically taking that sort of genre interpretation as the title, whereas alternative is more mellow, like. Kind of like genre that, of yeah. rock and roll. Yeah, so genre of take, rock and roll. Take yeah. prog rock, which is like grungier, darker, mm-hmm, heavier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so that's what it <clears throat> aims to do with this yes. season. Right off the bat, I'm yeah. loving that we're having you. <laughs> I, yeah. I will say too, I'm pretty sure you threatened my life. <laughs> I, I think, oh, like there was a day where it was like I couldn't like be here for a thing, and you were like. Well, uh, yeah, and I was like, if you talk about Philly Cooley, <laughs> and I'm not there, I will find a way. <laughs> but uh, anyhow, we, we, we have a lot to pack in. We have a lot of presentation to do. Um, I did write a 13-page <laughs> thing last night when I was drunk about my feelings about it, which Austin is proofreading now. There's probably a lot of spelling errors. So it's, it was pretty good. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's very oh, done. Yeah. Oh, and I did twice. Ooh. <laughs> so, uh, season two, um, unlike season one, first of all, you had to wait 15 years, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> 15 years to get season two, and season two, uh, contrary to how it was released in America, was supposed to be <clears throat> serial versus episodic. I believe that it is presented in Japan as a movie format. Am I Interesting. right? Uh, the, uh, the Fulikuli alternative? Progressive. Uh, progressive. Progressive, yes. Okay. Ooh. And so... So it doesn't follow the same episodic format, which in the original season is so huge to the themes for each episode. And also, two was really polarizing because it doesn't really focus on the character arcs, like, Mm. because there's not really, like, Hidomi, like, kind of has a character arc that they kind of, like, scrape together at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, all of the side characters, like, don't really have a a lot, like, a big, you know, overwhelming arc. They tease it. They they tease, like, the side jobs, and they tease the... Yeah, like, the E-Day thing where it was like, oh, well, he's poor and he works. E-Day and and Marco working for, like, the... I don't even... Marco was the character that I got the least out of. I didn't understand what he was doing. So, so, (laughs) full disclosure, so I watched watched Progressive over the weekend, and um, I did enjoy it. I went into Progressive knowing that there was no way... Ever in hell that I would enjoy it as much as Fully Cooley for a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, one of which I think was just the fact that like I'm not a teenager anymore, and so like I'm not gonna have that same like super obsessive like connection with this thing. But um, it yeah. knows that. Yeah. <laughs> it knows that you're not a teenager anymore uh-huh. because um, two is all about well waiting. No, 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 not what I'm. Not okay, what the big okay. thing that I'm getting to. <laughs> not to that one yet. No, I do you want to lead you into that? Yeah. No, but two is all about the idea of waiting, like of waiting for something that may or may not happen like of waiting for somebody to come back like like mm-hmm. Hidomi is waiting mm-hmm. for her father to come back like everybody's like trying to do this and they don't really focus on the individual characters which means it's completely not about the characters it's about the Haruko yes um, because Haruko is not going by her proper name for whatever reason she is going by Raharu <clears throat> which we only saw in the first one by eyebrows guy uh, was the only one who called her Raharu and in season two, she seems to exclusively go by that. Then there's Jinyu, who is apparently the other uh, half. Yeah. yeah, the other half of her. Yeah. And also Haruko is 
uncharacteristically aggressive and angry yeah. versus the first season and the third season, yeah. which it, is curious. It definitely felt like I don't think it's she was she wasn't her full self. Like it definitely felt like that yeah. when she was introduced because like she has those moments of like manic, like she gets the sharp teeth and is ready yeah. to attack and just spring and like. But she was like that constantly. It was like almost she was yeah. like an eleven the entire. Yeah, season. like in one, there's only like a few moments of like the you know those like just glimpses of like the darker being, whereas two seems to be just full on yeah. antagonistic. Yeah, yeah. and it that was like Jinyu adopts that almost like. Overcompensating adopts that together, like had cool shit collected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was like so. So I watched Fully Coolly Progressive, and by the end of it, I was like, okay. So I don't get it. <laughs> the only the biggest thing that I picked up on was there. There certainly seems to be this theme of um, everybody has a second side to mm -hmm. themselves. Whether it like every major character in that season, with the exception of fucking Carnival Guy, like he didn't seem to have a really strong second persona. But like they either ha they have another side of them that they're either unaware of, um, that they are trying to hide from everybody else, or that they are like actively battling against. Mm. Um, like you, you brought up um, the dude that like he's all cool and like keeps it together when he's at school, but like really yeah, he yeah. like yeah he like works in a junkyard and like has to make ends meet and that I, I super didn't get the significance of our main characters like super bubbly side that wants to be eaten like yeah that was like I was like okay there's they're saying something here well, I don't super get it well and so I think this will get into like I want to I want to now like set this to you mm -hmm. because I thought the most significant part of this season wound up being. Um, is it Hidori? Hidomi. Hidomi and her mom's relationship. Yes. Which at the end, they kind of just like drive it home that all of Hidomi's problems stem from not developing due to the lack of a parent. Which also um, is funny because in the original, whenever Nauta is hit, that's at like a critical like choice in his life when he, you know, is deciding not to tell, you know, Mamimi that like, that uh, his brother's not coming yeah. back. That he, like... What's he that? does, he is about to tell He's her. He's about to, and then that's when, but it's like, <clears throat> that like stumbling, and then all of a sudden getting a, like hit and attacked by the thing. The, to me, that was like... Him not? Yeah, the, the him not, but the more specifically, hormones. the yeah, the, the raging hormones, the rush of like onset of puberty of like, oh, now I, need, uh, yeah, now yeah. I have to like yeah. make a choice. And it's, the way that that scene at least was presented, whether or not he was going to tell her, it was, the entire story was essentially about that sort of like moment, so... I didn't really understand Hidomi's moment because, like, she gets run over yeah. by Jinyu on the car, and they're I mean, kind they of a conversation with her mom. Yeah, well, like, yeah. Uh, and the, they're talking about the mom about like, you know, maybe we should just stop waiting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and which yeah. I think her bubbly side is that childhood fun, like girly girl who never got to exist because of the, the rapid maturity of not having a parent. Mm -hmm. It's this like, oh, I have to be the, I have to be this, I have to. I have to be a, uh, they constantly point out, I have to be a Sundere because I don't have a dad. I have to, this is, what a, this is what happens when you don't have a dad, you eventually become a Sundere. And so she's living this life of falling, like domino effect into life as a Sundere. And, uh, Which is also the opposite of her mother who's like yes. super bright and bubbly. So yes. happy. Yeah, and yeah. that's what she wants to be. Yeah. She wants to be this bright and bubbly person, but it's like her knowledge of growing up is telling her you have to be depressed now and you, you can't have this life. Because you have to be waiting for your dad. I'd interpret it pretty differently by, it seems like her mom had put a lot of pressure on her to have a family. She wants her to have a boyfriend, and there's 
several moments in in the show where there's a lot of imagery of say in episode three there's the big trash fetus it seems like there's a lot of pressure on her to be in a relationship and then to make a family and so i think that was one of the things that was pushing is that her mom wants this we're going to be like this we're going to do this we're going to be like this but so yeah hmm? yeah so one of the things that like i felt like was a major push on her was that she likes a boy she does not want to like a boy because she doesn't want to actually give in to her mom mm. in terms of i don't want to have get a boy so that i can be in a relationship so we can make a fucking family like i don't want any of this i don't this is all shitty so i felt like that was her sort of imploding mm. well is that what i felt yeah like like Something else that I noticed that was interesting about that whole dynamic with her and her mom was that the mom keeps on referring to, like, like the next step or the next evolution is that they move away, mm-hmm. and and that's like supposed to be the you know the the whole thing is that like okay like yeah. we're just gonna move away and start a new life, and uh, and then it was kind of interesting because you know at the ending it's like no let's let's make it work here which I thought was kind of unique because it was like. I would have assumed that it would have been the reverse, where it would have been like, oh, if we're here, we're waiting for him to come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think that... It's almost maybe, like, let's take it back. Yeah, it, like, yeah, yeah like, we're going we're gonna to have our own thing here. It seemed like, you know, for a while, the, the like, desire of the mother was like, we're going to stay here, but more importantly, like, we're going to make sure everything's exactly the same for when he gets back, mm-hmm. was yeah. the vibe that I kind of got. And now it's like, no, fuck it. Like, if we leave, then we're, like, running away from him. And if we so, stay and continue to leave unchanged, then we're just waiting for him. No, we're going to stay in our home, and we're going to let it grow. Yeah, let's do the one like, thing that doesn't revolve around him yeah i do love that moment though in the end whenever she's having that heartbreaking like or not heartbreaking like kind of heartwarming conversation with her mother through plant girl um and uh, (laughs) oh plant girl oh plant girl uh i tried to suss that one out last night have some feelings didn't get to write them down yet but uh, (laughs) we're gonna be back for that one at some other point um but like whenever they have that heartwarming conversation uh and then it's like it's like you know like no mommy i want to stay here and then it just like cuts to the shot of like their noodle shop all right sure sure let's keep it going well, and so to kind of put everything we've been talking about together and what we talked about before we've mentioned before kind of the main character of this winds up being haruko mm-hmm. and there's also a theme of parent child relations yes Max. and so this was something that I saw on the uh, on the subreddit after just after this the finale had come out um, and like and it like really stuck with me because I really like the idea because like in the in the original um, you know Haruko is always pursuing Adamus yeah. which is you know a pirate space king, king of yeah, the, spy, the, the pirate, pirate king. king who's a giant space bird yep. and Haruko loves him hates him wants to consume him uh, and like is always in pursuit of him yeah. and then in season 2 it's like kind of revealed at the end whenever she whenever like there's all that nonsense about building a giant bird cage or yeah. whatever the hell was going on there and then like then of course you know Adamus shows up Destroys all fucked, of that, yeah. and then and then whenever they finally like have a confrontation, there was this weird moment where Haruko uh, is with you know the human form of Adamus, mm-hmm. and like it's like a very like like. Uh, uh, 
embrace. Like it's it's an embrace, but it wasn't like a romantic, like romantic pl- embrace, platonic. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, well, yeah, and so and so yeah, like like unconditional love or like you know just like I accept you kind of mm-hmm. thing. And then whenever he goes away, it's like I really thought I would you know that I would get what I wanted this time. And I kind of think that what season two is trying to say was that Adamisk is Haruko's space bird father. And I think it works, yeah. and I really like it, and actually it made season two, watching it, mm. whenever I, you're comparing and contrasting Hidomi I, and I think Adamus. that's the relationship in season two. I, I, I think it works with season one, though. No. I rewatched it. I think Adamisk, I think Adamisk in season one is his interpretation of his brother, and then finally it turns into him. But the, the, whenever they show the cutaway in season one of him as the, the male form with like all the like stripes and everything, yeah. um, that's not his true form, that was Eyebrow's guy basically retelling it as it was supposed to be, to my knowledge, the only representation that we see through Harderko's lens is the space bird version. Okay, we're talking about episode one. <laughs> one I'm sorry. Uh, I, yeah. I think that per season, I think what Haruko represents and what uh, Adamesk represents is a personification within each person's individual mind. I believe for each person, it's something else. Haruko, to me, represents the uncon- the universal expectations people have on a kid, but they're turned into a single person that is a single antagonistic force. So for hmm. each person, it's different. Which I is funny because for me, my interpretation of Haruko is just that she is the embodiment of like puberty, she is basically this thing that is like on certain days your friend and on other days her like messing with you and just basically representing the chaos and angst of like that point in adolescence whenever you start experiencing those feelings. Mm -hmm. But I think that like season two, I guess what I found interesting was that it was kind of trying to define her outside of just a symbol and kind of trying to put something Mm -hmm. together there that I I liked. I think I kind of am agreeing with both of you. I think what I think you just, yeah, yeah, because yeah, and that, awesome. that's, that's the other yeah. thing that's so <laughs> fucking great about the show is that everybody has like a, a slightly different interpretation of it. But like your description of her as a force of puberty is like like dead on what I took her to be in the first season. Yeah, and yeah, I think there is something interesting. Like I had never considered Animus also being whatever he needs to be for the for the story. But like I think. You know, is it possible that uh, Haruko and I, I keep forgetting her other doppelgangers, Jinyu, Jinyu, like, yeah, could that possibly represent the two ways that she feels about her father? I, I well, thought so Jinyu was eyebrows guy. Well, so then, the oh, really? That's we what also, I thought it was. Interesting. We were also talking about Jinyu yeah. more, yeah. and like, because we were trying, um, and kind of leading into the discussion of season three, um, season two, we, we mentioned a little bit, Haruko feels like this chaos, like this whirlwind that's just ru- like affecting everyone, like, adults, kids, everyone who she kind of interacts with, she um, messes with. And Jinyu is kind of the opposite. She's yeah. this coming in and like, I, originally I thought of her as a foil, but I, like talk with Max a little bit, not necessarily a foil, still a foil, but thinking of what, in the same way of like when us, we're going through puberty, we like have these urges and sensations. There's also this mask other side that says, no, you're not supposed to feel that. Don't feel that way. Yeah, and she's presented at like, and Jinyu is presented as like the sympathetic or the good character, like yeah. the mm-hmm. good Haruko, because Haruko is like being like fucking. Oh, can I say? 
Yeah. You can say whatever the fuck you want. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know where we were. Uh, no but, uh, singing. Yeah. No singing. <laughs> um, but uh, but Jinyu uh, seemed to like be the the uh, what am I trying to say? The yeah the the it's presented in a sympathetic way, but that Jinyu is actually in some ways not a productive or helpful force yes. for Hidomi because she's just telling her how to like the, to in. not feel anything yeah like which oh, oh go ahead yeah you you that that was in, in regards to not necessarily not feeling everything feeling anything something i got with fedomi was like her refusal to listen to anybody mm-hmm. like which i think is really heavily insinuated through the headphones like yeah. she always has her headphones on to kind of block out what everybody is trying to tell her as she's just kind of trying to come to terms with what is it that i want and where do i want to go and i don't want to be told what to do i want to come to that conclusion yeah. which then goes which, really nicely with i don't want to be told to like this boy and have a family but i do but yeah. fuck god damn it <laughs> yeah well, which and the suppressing her no power which we haven't really talked about do you want to give NO us a power? brief overview on no okay. <laughs> <laughs> so no is the power that Haruko is trying to use to pull Atomisk out of the grips of Medical Mechanica. Inno is expressed in different ways. In season one, it's pulling robots from Medical Mechanica factories mm-hmm. through space and time in the blink of an instant, which they're all to some degree that. But in season two, her Hidomi's Inno power is for just absolute total abject destruction. Um, we, we don't see it used a lot. It's not used as frequently as the one in the first season. Mm-hmm. And then season three, Kana's uh, Inno power seems to be at this point where she can animate uh, toys or like bring forth sort of... Icons. Yeah, icons, chi- like things that represent childhood... Yeah. Kind of as a way to defend against the future growing up. Yeah. Um, We're but Hidomi's Hidomi's yeah. Inno uh, was kind of strange because it just is like a, like a black hole. Yeah, yeah, like just like full on annihilation. And and at the beginning they say uh, uh, the like <clears throat> that line where where it's a you know the world must be destroyed before it is beautiful again. Mm-hmm. And like that seems to be the gigantic thing that for the entire series is like her perspective that her and her mother just wipe everything clean and then it'll all become new and at the end they kind of they say the same thing yeah but you know it's that i can't remember the last quote the last quote it, the the adjustment is like i you know i don't feel anything or i don't know what i'm supposed to feel but yeah. But I guess that's okay, yeah. or something to it's that. It's funny. I guess that I wonder if that is the whole reason why you see their house get destroyed. Yeah, at the very end. No, it's like it's a literal, the, very literal, like start from we're the, start ground from scratch, yeah. the ground. Build up. <laughs> huh. <laughs> well, we been we hinted out a little bit. Let's hop into season three before. Yeah, we the, get to the big one. Big one. Yeah. So that's progressive. <laughs> big boy. Overall, overall feelings on progressive. I, I'm gonna keep on watching it like over and over and over, yeah. and probably eventually become like oh this is mm-hmm. this is the most I, amazing thing ever i don't but. know if it's because i knew it would never be as good as like season one and also i knew that people didn't like it before i started watching it mm-hmm. oh, like essentially like the universe the not the universe but most of what i'd seen from people is just like uh it's a bad it's not fully coolie uh I was like, it's traditional oh, it's anime now. Yeah, it's good. Like, it certainly oh. didn't have as much of a, as big of a budget. The, the soundtrack one, was is, amazing. Also, was that's my fun. only complaint. 
Yeah, the sound. Oh, the only complaint was so they mix they mix down the pillows in season two. The pillows is the band that yeah. does all the music. Fully cool, yeah. fucking great, so good. Uh, it's much more quiet and not as big. How did you and watch it? On the scene. Austin, yeah, toss it to Austin. Uh, headphones on my phone because I cannot watch high definition television on my ranch. <laughs> On your what? Ranch. Like on the ranch that I live on. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched it twice. Yeah. I watched it on my computer at work, and I really didn't like the, the any of it. And then I watched it a second time uh, yesterday in my living room with a big TV with surround sound and a oh. big bass. And my opinions of the show, it was like I was watched. I watched two different shows. Mm. I don't think they mixed it for headphones and phones. I think they fucking mixed it for big ass TVs. Which is because it was mi- that like that totally made worked. the whole thing. That's it was really amazing. interesting. Like oh, because so Japan doesn't have a lot of big TVs and sound systems. This you is America, so? baby. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I look, yeah. I don't know. All I know no, is that, like, I thought all of the pillows was fantastic in it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was mixed amazingly. I loved the editing style of it. Everything about it on the big screen, it was, my like, one of my favorite experiences of the it, year. Like, that must mm. be well, so, like, you, fascinating. You said it was watched as a movie. Was it in theaters or was it on It TV? did play in theaters yeah. in Japan. Oh, oh, there we go. Hey. Oh, oh, my God. God. So watch it in a theater. Fuck me. Let watch Blue Queen in a theater. God, I'd love to watch that whole thing in a fucking movie theater. Yeah. Holy it makes shit. Makes a lot of sense now. Oh that wow, that's actually that's pretty crazy. I, also, oh god. Also, one more thing before we get off of this because uh-huh. I yeah. think it's important is that uh Season two was made by production IG with like collaborating with Adult Swim, but it did not have another company to my knowledge. I was like I heard this and I I believe that it is not collaborating with another company, whereas season one was a collaboration between production oh, IG yeah. and Gynax, oh. and Gynax was like doing a, uh, a demo of you know all of the different styles of animation that they could do. They bought yeah. digital equipment and they were testing it all. Yeah, and season three, which feels more like the original yeah. in, a, in a bunch of different ways, is uh, a collaboration between production IG and then two smaller studios. I cannot remember the names of them Looking right them now. Looking but, them uh, but So that's why Fulukuli season two might feel a little touch different than one and three it because there's feels, no collaboration yeah. oh, with another outside it definitely company. Feels, it does feel different. It like, feels like visually it feels much more tame um, until you get to like. Let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. Visually doesn't feel tame um, in terms of like motion. It feels very tame yeah. in my opinion. Um, yeah, I I I I'm happy it exists. I was really worried when they announced seasons two and three that like it might have the hangover effect. Everybody loves the hangover. Not so much parts two and three. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> my favorite anime. Great. Hangover two is my favorite anime. Okanaka's definitely had enough character depth to carry that third one. Uh, um, uh, but strong overall, onions in here. Overall, no. I'm like, I'm really, really happy that this exists, and I look forward to watching it uh, again and again and again. And again. I, it was That's like, like Final I, Fantasy. I wanted to watch it immediately again. It was like Final Fantasy I do for too. me, where like, I was like, I'll, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. <laughs> yeah. Sure, I'll port, buy it. Port Switch? Put, okay, yeah, Put a it. name on it. <laughs> put, in, put the name on it. Doesn't even have to be anything like what I used to like. I'll still buy it. <laughs> All right. I mean, you're not. So season three. No. Alternative. <laughs> Alternative. Alternative. I was telling Austin this this morning, like, if Fully Cooly Classic is right in the middle between how these two, to me, right in the middle of how these two feel. I felt like Progressive was kind of like much more kind of abstract and heady and a little hard to follow and much more like wacky zany Haruko. And then Alternative's really tame slice of life. 
Yeah, it, it feels like a sl- so it, much more it, focused on the kids. Mid episode two, I was just awesome. like, and I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying, and it's not necessarily focusing on like one kid in particular. It seems to be bouncing between this um, group of four girls. Uh, four who girls are, almost through the perspective of one of the girls, loosely, yes. loosely. Kana, the one, yeah, uh, Kana, Kana, who's yeah. experiencing the NO issues. Yeah. Mosan. Is she uh, a black girl? Yeah, she's the no, she's the uh, the larger lady. I love her. She's my favorite character. And I was getting really upset uh, whenever I was watching the first two episodes because I I'd seen some people saying online that it was like, why does everything got to be about her eating food all the time? And then episode three, three. happens, and they're like, well, yeah. she's stressing because so she, so, she's stress eating because she works so hard at her part time job to go for it. Like she's the most adult out of any of them. So, she's got her fucking shit together. So unlike the previous two seasons, this has to do with high school kids. Oh yeah. So hey, real, 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 real quick. Um, I think it was you and I talking about progressive when we first started watching it. Yeah. Was it you like? You were, or maybe it was, no, it was you, it was you, you. talking about what the expectation was for Progressive before we started, because as we were talking about, Fully Cooly Classic is, it's a 12-year-old boy's point of view on puberty. Elementary, and yeah. And your assumption was, oh, our main character is a girl now on Progressive, this might be now a girl's point of view on this whole thing, and that's not what it was. It It, was now, they did it with episode four, Marquita (laughs) Carabot, which is my favorite episode. We're going to get there in a second. So, so, so Progressive (laughs) is now, okay, rather than going from elementary into middle school, now we're focused on kids that are just in middle school, and yet now, alternative is high school. So we're just going through like the different stages of adolescence. Alternative is high school, looking back. It's I think it depends on the character. I no, they're all scared about that, yes. that feeling right before you graduate when you don't have any idea what's going to happen yeah. in the future and you know you're never going to see these people and you're going to lose all of them, but a new life is going to start. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Seems yeah. like a pretty yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so far, three episodes are out, probably yeah. a six-episode season. Um, mm-hmm. Each episode is focused kind of on each one letting go of something of their past or no I don't know about no. that so episode two is focusing on um, the girl with the dark hair who like um, all the other girls see as like oh she's the coolest one and she's the most adult she's dating a guy in college yes she's a model like Which, by the way everything's kind of weird kind of weird the college oh, well, college boyfriend thing that happened in my yeah. high school yeah they, they do that it's always like a thing yeah no in no a lot of like an anime I, that was a thing that happened a lot in my high school yeah. a bunch of girls in my high school dated college guys <laughs> you were in yeah. san antonio yeah i was in san antonio <laughs> <laughs> no like it, it, i thought that they did a good uh they didn't make him that creepy okay that's good yeah whenever yeah. they what? went to the no okay. whenever they went to like the like he's saying you can i can photograph you and uh he's like, you know, uh, you models. can bring your friends, and I was, I was just like, <laughs> which instead leads. <laughs> where are we going? Where are we going, Fully Cooly? Instead leads to him seeing Haruko and being like, "Oh, I want to get photos with you yeah. instead." He's not uh, creepy. He's just a shit lord. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, like, so is she. Oh, uh, uh, the, black hair girl. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of yeah. what that whole episode Hibajiri. is about. Yeah, Hibajiri. 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 So yeah, all the other girls view her as calm, cool, collected, shit together, definitely mature, and that episode is kind of her realizing that. And she kind of uses that to put herself in a higher than thou place. She's like, oh yeah, when you grow up, you'll understand what it's like to date a college boy. Yeah. But she's just the shit lord. And necklace thing. Yeah. Broke my heart. Oh yeah, that was rough. Whenever Um, boy says... Give hey, you that necklace that, back. You don't need that necklace, do you? So yeah, the boy's essentially doing the exact same thing. He's a college boy, so she's looking up yeah. to him, and he can seem really cool. Oh, he's a photographer. He has his shit together. Uh, he doesn't. He sucks. And I love, like, 
They're going back. Fully Cool is going back to using like food and drink as like great little bits of symbolism. You know, Kana, Kana. Yeah. yeah. Kana makes a big point early on in the episode when Haru makes them all gyros. Yeah. She eats one. She's like, oh my gosh, this is so spicy. Oh, this is the spiciest. And all of her friends are like, I mean, I guess it's kind of spicy. Kind of drawing attention to the fact that like she's still kind of immature. and like. It, I mean, Haruko even goes like, I guess like for a more refined taste, you can handle the spice. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I think, yeah. Anyways, then at the end of the episode, Hibajibi, like she made, Haru makes, Hibajibi, 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 Smiles, 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 say it, Hibajiri, Hibajiri, Hibajibis, no, Isa, we're gonna call her that from the Hibajiri, we get called out all the time for not getting people's names right, Cole, Hibajiri, I don't care, I watched all of Erased and just called Pizza Girl, Pizza Girl, I never learned her name and I don't care because I loved her just the same, no, you should probably know her name, yeah, so heebie-jeebies uh, <laughs> at the aisle. No, so, Miles, we're gonna do this every time. Say heebie-jeebie. God damn it, you're not my dad. I'm gonna put on my cat headphones. Heebie-jeebie. Yay. Thank you. The spooky heebie-jeebies girl. <laughs> um, at the end of the episode, uh, Haru drives away and she gives them all years again and um, heebie-jeebie. Very <laughs> good. Takes yeah. the body of the euro and has the little like, mm. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of spicy. Uh, it, oh, it so yeah. much reminded me. It reminded me so much at the end of a, in volume one of the uh, the glasses they're fake moment of like it's just one last little boop thing that we're getting in there before we wrap up the episode. Oh, yeah. That I think was a great way of showing it's like, hey, I'm not I'm not as mature as I as I no. put myself out as. I'm still got a lot to go, just like you, Connor. Yeah. Uh, you also had an idea about the GPS big. Big oh yeah, I have a theory on this too. I want to hear yours. So my mind is that because um, this whole thing is like kind of the first episode, it, po- it poises it as like letting go of childhood and like mm-hmm. being ready to accept what happens next in mm-hmm. life, and letting go of your conceived like notions of what adulthood is like, and just like kind of maturing. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I, I think that the uh, constantly there's like these pins that are dropping down and kind of ruining the time, as well as like activating uh, Kana's. Kano's uh, NO uh, powers. Um, it kind of strikes me as like pins dropped on a map of like mm-hmm. significant places to your childhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in a yeah. similar theory right now. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's, and we won't know until the season's over, but like to go along with like the fear of change and, and losing to the fear of like moving away and like what mm. like what destination is on yeah. the horizon. Like there's a big part of like Kana doesn't know where she's going to go in yeah. life. Right now all she has is yeah. her hometown. Oh. And there's this fear of like placing a pin anywhere else yet because she doesn't know what she wants or what she's gonna do and she just wants to like like I think Haro even calls it out in episode one. It's like, what are you just gonna say seventeen forever? Yeah. yeah. You're just gonna be in high school forever. Yeah. Seventeen won't wait. Seventeen yeah. won't wait, yeah. Uh, uh, also Actually, I have my own theory, and it's very exhaustive. <laughs> no. Oh, no, I wrote I was, 26 I was, pages. I was just about, I was just about to say uh, the pins are actually Haruko's father as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well Confirmed. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Uh, no. I pretty much. Yeah. Like the uh, the pins are almost kind of like later in life, she'll be able to look back and be like, oh, here was this significant event that happened here. Like. Doesn't need to be like the crazy antics that actually like that we're seeing take place on the show, mm-hmm. but instead it's like, oh, we built a bottle rocket here. Well, the, the thing, um, the other thing about the rockets yeah. is seems significant because at the point in their life where they're about to, you know, like leave and take yeah, off. leave blast off, yeah, blast off. I think it's similar to the rocket yeah. sort of metaphor. I don't know what's going on with, with the television that. woman. Yeah, with the television well, woman about space. I mean, I think at least metaphorically, it's the same feeling that they have of like. 
don't progress. Like, yeah. no. stay here. You're, it's safe. It's fine. Don't. Also, get it. hashtag go to space. Where is the Vespa? Where is it? We haven't seen it. It's in a it's a tapas truck now. It's a tapas truck. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, another, yeah. Another change though, like I can't help but notice, and maybe it's just because we're coming straight off of progressive, or at least yeah. I am. But like, the one thing that feels like. I, I hesitate to say off about Haru because we were just talking about how she seems to represent whatever the current mm-hmm. like mental state of the character and focus is. Yeah. But like she seems so supportive of the humans. So that's yes. what we were talking about before is like the and why originally I thought that the name should be switched almost because all of the humans are having these changes happen and then everyone around them supports them. Versus I feel like um, in the first two, or at least in the first one, it's kind of like this change happens and it's kind of like you're kind of rebelling. Like by you taking this step into puberty, you're kind of going, going against what society wants, but that's part of puberty. Yeah, all the all the adults love the the medical mechanic plants, which are the irons that are going yeah. to smooth over your smooth, brains. Yeah, to flatten <laughs> out the world. Um, but I, like, especially in the fashion episode, like she seemed to like... Normally, I'm used. To, I'm used to Haro always serving her own self-interests, yeah. and maybe she is, and we just don't realize it yet. Um, but like, she seems to always be there to just help give these girls a nudge in the right direction, and that's just so foreign to me. It's the other thing is, what if canon-wise, because you know, alternative or uh, progressive is set a certain number of years after, after the original one. event. This what the- if this is after that and? Again, is supporting my idea that well, she's a character who has now grown through her ex- yeah. like that she has and grown through her experiences in progress or in alternative. Nope, in progressive. I get. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it just I, had I to think, make it confusing. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe maybe this wasn't the case for everyone, but I'm also feeling like with them being high schoolers about to step out. I feel like at that point, maybe I'm wrong. Puberty almost starts to switch over to your side and like gives you more confidence to step out. Whoa! Yeah, that's somebody a really else, yeah, that's interesting fair. point of view. Yeah. Somebody else so, said that online yeah. too. That uh, in season one, it's just a rush of just id and emotion, yeah. chaos and, and chaos. confusion. Yeah. Whereas when you're 17, you've gotten a little bit more out of, of that out of your system. Yeah. Unless you were Max. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but, uh, that's right. <laughs> uh, were you just going around just like fucking lampposts? Like, what does that mean? Oh no, I I, I just uh, I really didn't grow up uh, uh, until about I don't know, like late. What, what like, time is it? Late. It was yeah. It was like probably early twenties. Was like, hey, I've learned some things. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, no. In, in high school, it was all Nauta all the time, and that's why. <laughs> Love this show. <laughs> I was watching it all the time because I was like, "That's me. This is everything going." On. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so it's so it's crazy. It's sad because like it's been a it's it's funny. We were like we really want to talk about season one. According to the timer, it's been forty minutes. Fuck me. Are you serious? Yeah. And we, you guys have been talking about season Shit. two and three, and that was like crazy. But we, if we kind of want to move, I think. Yeah, we should probably should, huh? Any other things you want to say about alternative theories about where it might go? It's going to be great, and I'm going to love it yes. regardless. <laughs> I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, yeah. kind of the same boat. Okay, so let's go back. Let's take it way back. Fully, fully. Tingly bits. One. Tingly bits. So T- raging bits. Raging bits. Raise his hand. So it was. I was actually talking about this with Austin a while ago when we were first. You know, when I first started working here, we were talking about uh, Fully Cooly, and one of the things that I had revealed to him was that I was actually not a big fan. 
So I did watch it. <laughs> it's okay. Look at me. Look at me. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. Please, Max. Please. Um, like just trying to watch it when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was I was able to watch all six episodes when I was in college because I had a roommate who loved the series. Mm-hmm. Watching it when I was younger didn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. But I think the, one of the things that Austin mentioned um, when we were discussing, he was like, "Oh, you know," like, he was like, "But why?" And I was like. I, it wasn't interesting to me. I couldn't really identify with a lot of it. And he goes, oh, you know, that is actually kind of right. Because <laughs> Fully Cooly season one to me and um, the way Austin explained it seemed very much like a young boy's progression through puberty. I mean, if you look at the phallic cannon that just showed up on the screen behind you, I'd be inclined yeah, to agree. <laughs> yeah. So growing like, you know, when that came on on like Adult Swim or like Toonami, I was just like, I'll just mm-hmm. watch Sailor Moon. And mm-hmm. Yeah, Moon, I guess. I guess. Because, like, I guess if I you're can't. not dealing with like weird erections. Yeah, it's it not raging bits. Yeah, it's raging bits. Raging bits. <laughs> but either way, I wasn't really able to watch FLCL until I was in college, and even then, I didn't really understand it until I had dinner with Max. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and it was Max, Raina, and me at RTX, <laughs> and Max could not shut up. <laughs> it, was, it was like it was it wonderful. Was like, it was like, Hold this. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually really good. I was like, oh, wow, that's that's really interesting. Like, I, I could There's a lot of feelings. Yeah. Yeah. That, like, that, that is condensed in 13 pages. Yeah. Uh, that's not, fin- that's not final. Not, we didn't fully get into season one. Yeah, his 13 pages has like a fucking paragraph on, on each season. Page. No, on season one. Oh. No, that's it. He, he talks about season three for way too long. <laughs> And then if all somebody known before we started recording. <laughs> somebody asked to, and then at the end is like, oh, there's some things about season one. Well, uh, I got drunk and it. then went to sleep after. Okay, that. yeah. As so you, you were get, you were ramping yourself up, and then I, I really had to start from the the most recent. Yeah, you know, yeah. getting to the back, and then and then at that point, it was just like, okay, it's time to go to bed. <laughs> but we'll attack this again tomorrow. <laughs> so yeah, fully coolly covering all the issues that. A, a, a confused prepubescent 12 year old boy goes through and conveys these messages to them using the exact kind of media that they're in love with giant fucking robot fights and cool rock and roll music. Fuck yeah. Well, I listen to this soundtrack. Well, well, the concept is kind of interesting because they were releasing each episode individually over the course of a year. And the director, Kazuya Suramaki, he directly said that he was trying to imitate uh, commercials and music videos. That was his number one influence. And you can really see that by uh, a lot of the information you'll get through sound, and then the uh, and then all the visuals are really meant to just line up with that. You can understand a lot of Fully Cooly by not actually watching it, but by listening to it. Like for example, an exact quote from Haruko, when asked who she was, she said, "I'm an illusion of your youth, a manifestation of the feelings in your adolescent heart." So when everyone goes, "What the fuck is Haruko?" She told you, yeah, yeah, yeah. and no one listened. <laughs> also, also, uh, can we just get a brief round of applause for the localization team for season one? Ooh. Oh my god, it's so good. In the anime Dark Days. Yeah. The localizations. What the fuck? I remember reading about this. I do not know if it's 100% true, but I'm going to believe it. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> this is a Max Crunky fact. <laughs> for most localizations, that the company that was handling it, actually, it was in my, it was in my um, Fully Cooly uh, limited edition box set DVD. And mm. there was a little booklet, and I remember reading it in there. So fact. it's got to be true. <laughs> That uh, the the guy that was like overseeing the localization normally would do about a two or four page like summary of you know this sh- the show in like a series, uh, and that for 
just the one six episode series, it was an eight page long, like <laughs> thing to basically keep all of the metaphors and everything that's like it's so important and essential to the deeper meeting of the story. If if, if, yeah. if if you're watching it and you have trouble paying, like figuring out like what are they talking about, try to watch the show by doing something else and just listening to all the audio because then all the audio will tell you exactly what's happening. That makes sense because FLCO really is like a visual hmm, explosion. Mess, yeah. A mess. I, uh, it's yeah. just it's, like suddenly like splat, you know. It, it. I remember especially the, um, there was this one part that when it came up on Adult Swim, and it was just like, what, what fucking anime is this? Is when the manga panel suddenly popped up. Oh, oh my god! Visually, yes. that was amazing, but that also, also I could derailed not derailed the entire production. Yep. Oh, interesting. They make a comment about it, I think, in the final episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah they like, did. They told us not to do that again, but then they <laughs> accused us of being lazy for not doing it. So what are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so great. They break the fourth wall all the time in that show. Like yeah. those slow mo scenes really take it out of you, huh? Yeah. You have to hold your breath the whole time. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Cramps. What? I thought that was. The the thing, a special effect that was real. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it really is like it's almost more like visually speaking, like it's just conveying emotions to you through like, hey, this is like, don't you, you feel like this? It feels like a big explosion. It feels like, yeah, it's. I can Im so I can imagine like watching that as when you're 14, 13, mm -hmm. when they're like doing breaking the fourth wall stuff. I can imagine uh, if that's like one of the first things you've seen that breaks the fourth wall. That must be very interesting. I think, oh, yeah. But like watching it later, I was just like, oh, you know that there's a lot of like other Deadpool media. does that. Deadpool does that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Is the Deadpool of it. <laughs> oh, no. that's our title. Man. I know. <laughs> can't be. I literally be. hurt myself uh, by saying that, and I did not say it, and nobody can prove. I, I think like the, the reason why the visual elements that they did back then was so important is because in in Nauta's word, nothing ever amazing happens. If you look at the story as it is, without anything, in any of the visual metaphors or the the concept taken away, it's about a kid and this girl that's kind of molesting him, trying to deal with the passing of their older brother who went away to America. It's not interesting, but when you're 12, this is the biggest thing in the world. It's what it feels like. It's, yeah. yeah, and so they use those metaphors and they use those, I think that's like called a Rachmaninoff uh, uh, montage, uh, to, to illustrate all of these sensations of his head just fucking exploding. Yeah. I, like, even also, as a kid- we're using the M word, what? Huh? Molesting. Because I, I guess that's straight up. She's I guess 17. you're 100% accurate. I just yeah. And all of the, my exhaustion. Okay. What about this? Didn't quite Max. put that one. <laughs> yeah. She's Max. definitely using him, but like Max. that's Max, technically how about what she's statutory doing. Statutory rape. Mm. Maybe, <laughs> that's that's what it is. a very damaged, <laughs> troubled person. I'm sorry. That no. makes very yeah. unhealthy and problematic yeah. decisions uh, as a way of coping with the shit that she's dealing with in her life. She's this, poor, her boyfriend left her, and everybody bullies her at school. Also and her, she has like no source of stability or any source of affection in her life. Also, her boyfriend probably did that to her because he's that much older. Like, yeah. It's, fuck, it's a lot. Yeah, I never thought about that. These Austin, people are fuck. fucked up. <laughs> I Shit. Thanks, everybody. It's been fun. Shit. Well, Jesus. Yeah, okay, well, it's like, it's, and it's like, thanks. Thanks. Now it's but, ruined. But no, but no, 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 no. Here's the thing. Well, like, 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 <laughs> you know, like I just never thought about it in that you way. You never think about it that way. And like, I'm like, Nauta doesn't think about it that way. He's dealing with it yeah. in his own way. And like, even as a kid, when I watched it and I didn't understand what the fuck it was trying to say, 
through its use of sound and through its use of like visual, just like storytelling, not necessarily like literal storytelling, but like emotional storytelling. Like I was still strung along to that like entire series. I caught it at like 1030 on Adult Swim one night in the middle of episode like like at the end of episode two going into episode three. Episode three was the first full episode that I watched, and it's my favorite. And um, <laughs> I, 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 very close second place goes to the baseball episode. I fucking love the baseball episode. Full swing! Fucking swing Full that swing! Bat. Like, I get teary whenever, when I watch that whenever sequence. Whenever Harco says that when she's going down the side of the thing, and she's like, maybe when the chips are down, he won't have the courage to swing the bat, but to all you folks out there, sayonara! And then it's like, Yeah, but then right before, it's, it's huh? And she notices that he fucking goes for it! But like, <laughs> like, even though I didn't understand the the meaning behind it, like as a teenage like boy, I was like, this is there's something about this that I absolutely love and I feel this like I don't get it, but this means this is really important to me for some reason. And it like there's something about it that felt very familiar that I and I could never understand it. And like the next day I was like, I saw some crazy show on Adult Swim last night, and they're like, What was it about? And I was like, Boy, <laughs> if I could tell you. <laughs> but I'll tell you this, I really, really liked it. Yeah. Funny thing, they aired it out of order at the beginning. Did they really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They they did not air it in order. Oh god, what it's they, last week's episode all over again. What, what they, what I don't know. All I know is that people like oh, it's that'd be the, so disorienting. Yes. To watch the yes. like. Oh no. I feel like oh no. What's the correct a, order to watch? There's like <laughs> few episodes in the middle. Ah. Like, kind of moving around they, without. They totally eventually it. aired it in order, but at the beginning it was just coming out random episodes. Mm. Oh, adult swim. Mm. Yeah. Tsunami. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Marquita Carabas is the mm. the only episode that I feel could shift around, and also it's just a fantastic episode. I love how they switch from having tons and tons of phallic imagery to tons and tons of yonic imagery. Yeah, yonic. yeah, uh, and, it's and a, cats are the main theme there as well. Yeah, yonic. Yonic. It's um, so phallic, yonic, pussy. Oh. <laughs> so, like, for example, the, the, her glasses that don't have actual, like, the, like uh, Issa, the way she shows that she doesn't have uh, glasses, lenses. like lenses, is it's a hole that she can stick into. Oh, yeah. I see. Or, or I the, never, whoa, I didn't or the monster that. that the monster that appears instead of being a big dick is something much yes, more. Yes, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, she starts by having like cramps. Yeah. Yeah. She starts because she starts to wear a lot of red because Nina Mori. That episode yeah. is about her getting her yeah. first period, and she starts to wear more and more red. Which yeah. She, yeah, whenever she gets the period after uh, Haruko hits yeah. Nauta and then Nauta transfers through the head. She gets yeah. cramps. And then, and then that's I, right, her I stomach starts hurting. That's right, that's right, that's right. I didn't understand that scene as a child. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, oh, she's got, she's got cramps? She's got a stomachache? I don't get it. Hot dog? Can, you, can you just explain to me just like real quick though, like, why the fuck now it's his dad just the creepiest motherfucker to ever exist on television? Oh, yeah. Who may or may I, not have fucked Mamimi. Oh, what? he's super. Wait, yo. Wait, what? And what? And what? Okay. Sense. You, Nina Mori's okay. family is poor, would you, you, you say? Yeah, don't like you remember that, that yeah, part yeah, where she yeah. came yeah. and visited? And then also, if you accept that, if you accept that commonly whenever uh, Nauta is being intimate in whatever forms with Mamimi, she switches over. They do a cut to him hanging out with uh, Haruko instead. Then Haruko spends all those times over with his father and he peeks in and there's the big red line and red and red lines keep being the symbolism and she's, I believe they're sharing a fried oh. egg with each other. Oh, yeah. there there was also that scene where, uh, where 
No, that was Nina Mori where he reached in to give the head thing. Yeah, he's yeah. he's creepy as fuck. He's super yeah. upsetting. Yeah, that one I don't have hard evidence, but everything points to like what what's your relationship? What's going on? Yeah. That dad deserves to be eight. Also, the yeah. grandpa doesn't no. like Mamimi at all. And mm. won't let her in the house. Mm. That was like established Ooh. in I do not remember which Wait, episode. What was it you said? That uh Mamimi is not allowed inside Nauta's house. Like whenever it switches to that really strange drawing format where it's like everything episode is Episode two. Is that two? That's okay. two. Is that the one where he gets replaced with the robot? No, no, that's that. You're thinking of episode four. That's okay. episode two, no, Firestarter. Two, that's, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which, uh, two, the, it's established that the grandpa, like, D- doesn't gives want her the stink eye and she's not allowed in the house. Yeah. And so now she comes over to buy old bread. Or like, well, that's episode one. The, that's in episode one. Right. In episode two, they're talking at the house and it's like, Mamimi, come in, shut the door. And it's, impl- she like, keeps said, her feet she out. She can't be inside the house. Mm hmm. Mm. Which is weird. God. Yeah, this has been great. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's the, cra- that's the crazy thing because it's it, the whole show is done as a perspective from a child, and so there's all this stuff that as a chi- a child would not pick up on, but as you go more and more into it, you're like, this all seems kind of fucked up. Yeah, what's happening? Yeah, and and I think that was really awesome. That I I think a lot of the issues that Nauta was having with growing up and with. Uh, uh, Mamimi, yeah. I think that was the same thing she was having when his older brother left. And that's what was so interesting, as we talked about at the very end, the big clash when they're fighting, the words that he said to completely diffuse Haruko was, I love you. And that <sighs> diffused the entire moment. It broke her. I, I, I feel like that was so awesome as mm-hmm. a way of like an emotional journey for, for both characters. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah. So. <sighs> yes. This is the intermission of the next three-hour series on Fully Cooly and its relationship to Evangelion. Before we, before we go to Attack on Dude, Titan, there's Ava references in season hey, how, two of Fully Cooly. It's really what? quick. I just got to say. There's Ava references. Sorry. Hey, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They have a whole thing about Gundam and is it just Mecha? And, 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 and also the cross thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. My, my last thing is like, I think the character that I appreciate being in Fully Cooly season one the most is, of all people, it's Eyebrows, who's just like, kind of a shitty dude as a guy that grew up and never enjoyed I was never a super masculine guy yeah and eyebrows is this dude that rolls in and is trying to tell now to like this is how you be a man You're you a need man. to be strong women will love you you need to take charge like this is what it's you know drink your drink sour and your soup spicy and grow really big eyebrow like and, <laughs> and, and in the end it's like he's just kind of a wimp and he's he's fake his eyebrow his eyebrows are fake he has it's a small just like, guitar yeah, and he has a small guitar. Um, and like, as as I looking back it. now, I really appreciate <laughs> I really appreciate that character yeah. being there. As like, I that was a big it. thing for me of just like, I'm not like a super manly man. And you know what this show says? You don't have to fucking be. Being a man is yeah. just being who you are. And I like oh, that. That's beautiful. Anyways, well, uh, we have one more segment to get to before okay. we can go on, and that is Attack on Talking. Attack on Talking. So light. Said it wrong for a second. <laughs> no, like. No, Attack, Attack on, talk on Titan. No, because Crunchyroll has a Attack talk on Titan, mm-hmm. and we have Attack on Talking, because yeah. we hate the First Amendment. <laughs> <laughs> what? No yeah. First Amendment. We have a few quotes in this episode <laughs> that aren't the best. All of us as a group, and now you, by proxy, hate the First Amendment. Yeah, Welcome actually, to it. I've always, I've always said that 
First Amendment, all amendments. Get them out of here. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so this episode of Attack on Titan. Yeah, it's a history is queen now. History is queen now, and it's a, a little bit of an explanation. For it's all Kenny. yeah. It's about our good friend Kenny. Yeah, I like him. I do too. Um, He's like really him. interesting. They made him. They made him an interesting villain, and they also kind of topped it off with confirming that he is actually Levi's. Yes, uncle. Um, I was wrong last week. I know. I think he was. Mikasa, <laughs> maybe you got a few messages. Online. I know he's not Mikasa's uncle. He's Levi's uncle now. Hey, hey! If you're wrong, the internet'll let you know. Yeah. Guess what? That's a spoiler, technically. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I was working through that on my own. I would have found out this week, but you spoiled it. Yeah, I'm not up to date on uh, on this last episode, so uh, this okay. will all be news to me. Yes. So you know, lightning round. It'll you'll you'll get the yeah, yeah, yeah. gist of mm-hmm. it. So uh, he's uncle now. Topped it off. Got a bit of history for him, and we actually go back. The special surprise at closer to the end of the episode is we see the opposition. We see oh, that's right. we see Berthold Reiner and the ape type. Is that a flashback? I feel I like don't, I thought that was I don't think like so. meanwhile. I thought that was, I thought that was here. Yeah. Yeah, I th- that was a meanwhile part. Yeah. yeah. Like it like you mentioned. It, it seemed like it was present moment. And then Cole asked me an interesting question before we aired. He goes, Do you know who that blonde guy is? At the I end? think I have an idea. I and I said no. I didn't know. Is it Irwin's dad? That would make sense. Thematically that would make sense. Irwin's dad Blonde dude, I'm pretty sure had well, glasses, disappeared after telling his son the truth. Ooh. And who would want to fucking destroy... It mom- was! I think it's everyone's dad. Holy crap! Is Did it? I get an anime thing right before Wait, you, you don't know until they <laughs> say it next time. Yeah, fucking all the motherfuckers that read the manga are gonna be like, No, it's not! Send! First of all! <laughs> have, they got, have they revealed who that is the manga? I don't Actually! <laughs> Actually, just so we're all aware. Her name I... is Iba Jimmy. Iba Jerry. You got it wrong. You... Uh. <laughs> uh. Enough about the Iba okay. So, uh, I mean, this is actually the part of the manga. Um, there's a part where I don't know what happens. That's like kind of my dark, my dark age, because I know <laughs> what happens after a certain point. But this is the no. This is the part where I don't know. I forget what Shit. happens. So now I'm going in blind. Can it? Can it? <laughs> That's right. so exciting! So, when I was like, who's that blonde guy? I was like, well, fuck you're know. supposed to know the answers! I know, I don't know anymore! You're supposed to know these things! I'm one of you! Yeah, this is why we pay you! <laughs> so, uh... So, yeah. Kind oh, of, shit! Wait, what is... Okay, uh, I think... Is that an image? He does what have glasses, he does have glasses, and he has no blonde hair. hair. But it's short! I think it... Okay, he's been stuck in a beast. Hair and time. hair's never no, grown I, ever in the history of... He was also just taken away and fed to Titans. Was he fed to Titans? That's what they said, I thought. They took him, the military police took him away. When I watched the episode, I assume they took him away and fucking shot him. Um, but, hmm. We'll figure out. I think they fed him to Titans. We'll figure I think, out. Yeah, I think maybe he... And big, they, he ate them. I think he's a big hairy dad now and he's yeah. out for revenge. He's a big hairy dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually think the but, Titans are puberty. <laughs> so, I... <laughs> Yes, please continue talking. Well, we, we have talked about how this is Flesh Gundam. Oh, yeah, this or, is Flesh Gundam. Oh, my God, I love it. <laughs> um, no, I, I like Kenny's story overall where it, yeah. it comes down to he's like trying to figure out if he ever, if he ever gets powerful enough, can he control people? Or can he be happy mm-hmm. if he mm-hmm. finds power? Mm-hmm. And just winds up finding that everyone's a slave to something. Yeah, That's and scary. right before he dies, his last act is giving... Levi, the uh, Titan like, serum. The new whatever. Titan juice. The other Titan juice. That yeah. good, good Titan juice. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah, that the good, Titan good. serum that can turn you into a dumb Titan. Mm, mm, so mm. essentially giving them the power to do whatever they want with it. Yeah, now they can eat someone. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Like a dad? 
They should use Snickers because they're not them when they're hungry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't watch the next time. I'm on. disappointed. <laughs> I didn't watch the next time on. I did. I, I didn't watch a preview either. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, let I didn't watch a preview. <laughs> we're, we're two weeks away from uh, the finale or the mid-season. Oh yeah, because this is oh. 24. Episode. 24 episode Damn, run. Son. I'm so excited because we've covered so much ground this is, and it's not even the half This season's point. covered way more than last season. I know we and talk about this all the time. It's covered more than the first season, frankly. Yeah. 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 Like, there's a lot more answers now. Uh, or right. if, I feel like it's confidently answering questions rather than po- uh, posing them. Yeah. Also, his story is the best. Also, Story's great. Pretty great. The ending where she punches Levi. Oh, oh yeah. So it's good. Like, <laughs> I can't be queen if I can't do this. Yeah. Face cover, just like, fucking do it. And then she does it. It's just like, oh, fuck. I did Every, everyone's faces when they did it, they're like, oh. <laughs> I feel about Levi just turned slightly. He's like, oh, okay, I'm just going to take this. Yeah. <laughs> what a good dad. It was a good episode. It was a good episode. Oh. It was a good. It was a good. That's a tackle so, uh, that is Attack on Talking. Anything left? Yeah. Um, yes, we have one more segment, and that <gasps> is community service. Oh! Community service! And this week on community service, we have two bits of bits to talk about. Raging bits? Raging bits. We yeah. have, um, as always, tell your friends to watch fan service, and if they're like, I can't, I don't want to pay, say, uh, well, we have a 30-day free trial if you go to fan, uh, crunchyroll.com slash fanservice. That's crunchyroll.com slash F-A-N-S-E-R-V-I-C-E. Yeah. And as far as I understand, you don't even need the 30-day free trial because I think the show's free. Yeah, you don't. It's that's free. like, if you don't, want, if you don't want commercials, you can get that 30-day free trial. That's pretty dope. But like, if you're fine, if you come from the age of cable television where you're used to commercials, you'll be fine. I also present you a challenge. Go into someone's house. What? Just put on fan service. <laughs> no, you can't. No, no. We've talked about molesting, destroying the First Amendment. We are not going to support breaking and entering. Unless you think you can do it without getting caught. Yes. Stop. <laughs> Go into people's houses. Smell things. Yeah. What do they smell like? Tell us. Yes. <laughs> yeah, in the comments below. Service smells. Like, comment, subscribe, and in the uh, comments below, tell us what people's houses smell like. Yeah. Um, but no, we do have a hashtag that we use for things. And we actually had one. Um, fan, hashtag fan service OOC fan service out of context. Mm-hmm. It uh, features YouTube boys. What? Huh? Yeah. Huh? What's? Ah. Wait. Uh, oh yeah. That, oh. That is a good out. That is a good out. Miles looking the the cock bag. Yeah. That is, I do remember doing that. I have no memory of this. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I I don't remember. And this is actually very good out of context. Yeah. Yes, that's at yeah. Saki Mao. Thank you, Saki. They reminded us of that wonderful experience. Oh, that's a while back, because you see Pigfather. Yeah. Oh, Oh, Pigfather! Was this the Dark Days? Probably. That was definitely from the Dark Days. What else we got? I mean, you licking a cock bag. Um, That's that's it for right now. Uh, Are we going to... You're going to NYCC. Yeah, New York Comic Con. I'm going to be there repping that ruby, that rooster teeth. I'm also doing a show with Travis McElroy on Saturday night. Um, you don't need a New York Comic Con badge if you want to go to that. You just need to buy a ticket. Yeah, that's fine. Are, uh, are people that's allowed cool. to say hi to you? Are people allowed to come up and talk to you? Fuck yeah, people can come say hi to me. I love saying hi to people. And New York's dope. Everybody in New York's really nice. Yeah, like, I mean, hey. yeah, it's like totally cool. They're all walking hang out with the McElroy's. I, I'm not jealous. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Max, what you got going on? Other than not meeting Nothing. McElroy's. Yeah, anything Nothing. you want to plug? I will be here. I will not be meeting McElroy's. I will not be going to New York Comic Con. <laughs> do, do you do any so, Do you sometimes yes. do any streaming? Get No. No, come on! <laughs> Sometimes I stream from Let's Gay. Let's Gay! Twitch.tv slash Let's Gay. Okay, it's very fun. It's fun. 
Yeah. It's a fun time. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Thank a lot you of fun. for Dude, yes. it was so awesome having you on, man. I am Please, very excited. Uh you have to publish your essay. <laughs> I need to I need to finish it out. You have It'll to finish it. More like thirty pages whenever yeah. I Yes. I want editing. you to use the hashtag yeah, fanservice fanservice OOC. <laughs> yes. In honor of us. Yes. yes. Oh Please. I will. Okay. So hey, look for it. It'll be out in <laughs> When does this episode come? Friday. <laughs> Friday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we got a lot to do. Got a lot to talk about. Thank you, Max. Thank you all for having me. Thank you, friends. Group, thank yes, you, broadcast. broadcast. <laughs> We're a little over time. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And thank you, you, for watching. Tell your friends. And uh, hopefully we'll see you next week for another episode of Fan Service. Bye. Bye. Bye.